Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? Hello, live studio audience. Um, it is November 1st. Did you have a nice Halloween? I hope you did. We didn't. Um, there, we, We've been in the house we're in now for over four years. I think this is either the fourth or the fifth Halloween since we've uh, gotten back to the States, and there's never been any kids showing up. But last night there was. And um, so Jen, I, and I kept telling her, honey, more families and kids have moved into the neighborhood over the last year than in you know the four years we've been here combined. You might want to be ready. She's ah, that's fine. It, no kids are going to show up. And even if they do, they all know the code. If, you're, if you don't have any Halloween stuff out, if your porch light is turned off, move on to the next house, kinder. And nope. The uh, cute little uh, brother and sister dressed up as I don't know what. I didn't actually see them. Knocked on the door. Jen had to go over there and very sheepishly say we had no treats for them. Very, very sad. Uh, And sad for me too because if she had listened to me when we were at Safeway on a ride back from our RV, we would have had a small bag of candy. We would have only had to give out two pieces of candy and then I'd have a bag of candy today, which would have been a win-win-win for everyone, I think. But uh, perhaps next year we will be a bit more prepared. Uh, Personally, I would have gone for like the mini Snickers. Snickers probably still my favorite candy bar of all time. Weird how hard it is to beat the classics. Although maybe that's just nostalgia. Maybe all the new hot... Are there are the new hot candy bar designs? I assume they must still be. But, folks, that's not what we're here to do. I am going to be, because it's a new month, recording my Rotto Roundup of the previous month. I got 17 games to talk about, uh, ranked from least favorite to most favorite. There will be some surprises. There will be even probably some controversial rankings uh, amongst them. And uh, I look forward to hearing what you folks have to say. Of course, as always, if you want to get my attention uh, with questions, I mean questions about what I've actually uh, ranked and how I've ranked them, start your question with a question mark so it goes in my special queue so I won't miss them. Because after we're done with the roundup, uh, we will do some Q&A. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll have some time to kill. So definitely drown me with questions, folks, this time. uh, Because uh, I want to do a bunch of Q&A because at 2 p.m., in an hour and 55 minutes from now, we will be raiding Ruel. It's the uh, RTR show today, Rado then Ruel. And on his channel, he is going to be doing a playthrough. Let's see, I've got it here somewhere. Where is it? A playthrough of Planet Flipper, which is a design and published game. First time designer. I'm not sure about the publisher. Play now. Uh, has two A's in play now, but it's designed by Daryl Durston, who is a close friend of Ruel's. In fact, actually, Daryl has appeared on many of Ruel's live streams uh, ever since he started doing stuff on Twitch. So I know Ruel is very excited to support his friend Daryl. And so definitely, after I'm done and we do the Q&A, stick around and check out Planet Flipper. It's Property Ventures in Space! And that's all very, very nice. So I think that is fantastic. Let's see. Back to me. Back to me. 
So, um, all right. It looks like people are starting to roll in. Now, what I generally do before I get to the main event, which is, you know, doing the countdown of all the, of the 17 games, I like to do an unboxing. Today, we're going to be unboxing Discordia uh, from Iron Games, designer Bert Eisenstein, and artist Lucas Siegmon. And let me go on ahead and get the uh, overhead camera bopped about. Alrighty, there we go. Oh, but the overhead camera is totally in the wrong place. Hey, there's... That's not even remotely correct. Let's point this in the right direction, get it under the mic, bring it over here, and uh, there we go. Okay. Oof. So, Discordia. I have not opened this. I have not played. I have not read the rules yet. I know uh, Slicker Drips, Tom Heath, has a nice solo run-through. So you want to know... I, 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 this is one of the games I am planning on doing a run-through for in the month of November. The voters chose it. I think it was their number one highest-picked vote voting choice on the ballot. So let's get it open. All righty. Whee! Who needs a knife? All right. And, oh, what just happened? What just happened? Primary Guy? Why, thank you, Primary Guy, for subscribing. That means your little um, Streamlabs avatar will be appearing somewhere uh, very, very shortly, and you can hug people and fart and uh, gamble and, uh, you know, challenge people to duels and all kinds of things. And, uh, let's see, or you can just sit down and watch. And, of course, also, uh, if you want to direct message me, I will give you a discount code so you can buy Rotto merch and now Ruel Gaviola Tabletop Tonight merch. And, oh, uh, what else is there? Oh, there's exclusive videos. You have to direct message me because Twitch does not have a system where I could just tell everybody who subscribes what all the benefits are. But um, thank you very much for supporting the show with Prime, which meant it didn't even cost anything, Primary Guy. And uh, oh, oh, also, Goblin, thanks for resubscribing. And uh, DJ Fox 10, wherever you are, apparently you subscribed four days ago when I was offline. So uh, somebody tell, tell DJ Fox 10 uh, that Rado said thanks next time you see him. Okay, so let's open uh, Discordia. Oh, which, by the way, folks, um, before I do, very sad story. Small independent publisher Iron Games, unfortunately, was robbed at the Eschen Spiel Fair on Friday, which was their busiest day. And that is just heartbreaking. I'll talk a little bit more about that at the end, because I want to wait for more people to show up, because uh, there is kind of like a uh, fundraising thing going on for him. But Bernd Eisenstein, I've met him several times in person, and he is just the nicest, warmest guy, one of the best uh, unsung designers working in the industry. So let's look at his latest with a nice big box fart for Discordia. Okay, we have a whole bunch of meeples, which are a little smaller than normal. We little meeples. These are the workers that we are trying to employ. This is set in ancient Rome, I think in the Britannia region of ancient Rome. And uh, I guess these are probably some kind of mechanization or automation gears. Not quite sure. Uh, but it looks like, yep, it's a lot of meeples. And a lot of those gears are stars. And I believe three dice, if I recall correctly. There's the yellow one. There's a blue one. And there's the red one. Okay. So, those are the wooden bits. Out of the way, wooden bits. There is a nice black cloth bag, which you cannot see in my black background. Decent size for a big meaty paw like mine. Oh! Oh, hey! Starting to see these things pop up in more and more games. These are stickers that you can use to turn your regular game boards into uh, multi-level or multi-layer, dual-layer game boards. So, I didn't know these were going to be in here. So, alrighty, let's get to that. Uh, some plastic bags. A uh, rule book, which... I gotta say, folks, the number one thing about Discordia, Iron Games has... Oh, hey, this is German. This is off Deutsch. Oh, here we go. Flip. 
Auf Englisch bitte. Uh, Iron Games has really raised their production quality game with this expansion. I mean, the designs are always great, but the you know the presentation is always just a little bit. Okay, hey, there's a history. The uh, Roman Rhine Valley Road. Okay, so it's not in Britannia. I guess it's uh, in Germania Superior. Was one of the most important Roman roads in the north of the Roman Empire, connected Italy along the Upper Rhine with Roman provinces of Germania Superior and Germania Inferior, and uh, the legion stationed there. Uh, with the Legion Station of the Rhine, the previously military-dominated towns developed into civilian settlements and cities based on Roman model. Actually, let's go on ahead and tell the story of the game. Hey, it's the year 49 AD. The Roman Emperor approaches the peak. Uh, the Roman Empire approaches the peak of power. The first larger settlements on the border with Germania develop into military outposts on the Rhine. The strategic task of these emerging cities is to jointly secure the border in order to ward off the raids of Germanic tribes, i.e. the locals. At the same time, there is discord, or discordia, in the uh, competition for the best possible developments of the infrastructure of brisk trade. As governor, you compete to employ sailors, soldiers, germ merchants, uh, Germans, and farmers to achieve your goal. You've only four years to do this, and the emperor uh, Agrippa, Agrippina, travels to these flourishing provinces with her son Nero to honor the most successful governor, lead your city to victory, and reap the victory. To win the game prematurely, you have no workers in your reserve. Otherwise, you're victorious with the fewest workers at the end of the fourth year. So this is really interesting. This game does not have victory points. Instead, we've got to get jobs for our citizens. If we can employ everybody, if we're the first player to do it, to get 100% employment, we win. Hooray. Okay, now this is... Uh, all right. I was kind of expecting dual-layer boards here. This is just a normal uh, flat board representing the player. All right, okay. Or is this one like that's... I think I think this is the game one. Hey, and it says sticker, 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 sticker. What? What does... Do you fold these? No, there's no fold in it. All right. And then, yeah, okay, so these are definitely player boards. And this is the uh, main... Oh, yeah, this is the dice drafting board. And then we've got... Oh, oh, this is interesting. Okay, so I bet you, yeah, look at this. You stick this down. You pop all these uh, slots to hold all the stars, which I'm sure are some sort of upgrade. Bippity, 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 bippity. So this is really smart of Burn. Uh, getting dual-layer boards while still keeping costs down, because, again, he is a small independent developer, and avoiding the problem that some other recent publishers... Uh, uh, what's it? Um, the Alexander Pfister pirate game. Maracaibo had this problem where they had the thing where, oh, look, they come with dual-layer boards. You just flip them, and then you stick them together, and they're dual-layer boards. But once you flip them, they were off-center with each other, and that was a real snafu. Here, it's only off-center if I have it off-center. So I just got to make sure I line it up. The picture lines up nicely. Let's go ahead and do one. Why not? Let's live dangerously. Okay, so I take one of these stickers, right, and I put it on the sticker spot. And then, after it's stuck, I... Right, okay, let's put a few more on. There's a bunch. Do you get all of this from... Is this... A, how is this for unboxing, folks? I still feel like an unboxing fraud. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing here. But, I want to give you the full unboxing experience. And, of course, if you got this game, this would be part of the experience for you. I really hope I'm doing this right. But it has to be. I mean, it's very clearly labeled. These are where stickers go. Right? So, and then they come off, 
And so now, yep, there's a sticky surface there. Oh, come here, you. Oh, there we go. All righty. Making a mess on the floor, but you don't have to see that. I'll clean it up later. All right. Now, last question. Are, are these things player color-coded? Could I mess that up? I need to, before I stick something on, I want to double-check that. Because that would be sad. All right. So this is ready to be stuck. Is there functionally any difference between these two things? I do not see any difference. These look exactly the same. No player color. So, okay. So I'm pretty confident. All right. So you out of the way. And then I take this, a little bend, make sure I'm lining it up correctly. Oh, this is kind of nerve-wracking. All right, let's go on ahead and see if we can get an overhead view. Want to make sure it's all lined up. That looks pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Oh, oh. all right. And I think so. Stick! Adhes! And now I've got a sort of dual-layer board, and I'm sure... Boop, I plugged in. Alrighty, there you go. So, uh, this is a thing. Very unique, very different. All uh, right. Oh, so we've got these rings, which I'm sure looks like they probably. Yeah, they. Oh, oh, look at that. They, and they go boop, 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 boop. They fit nice and neat. Oh, it gets these stuck. Stick, stick adhes. There we go. So, that's an interesting twist. I've never seen a game do that. What do you what do you think, folks? Would you rat? I mean, obviously you didn't have to do it, but actually you kind of do because it's interesting. If you don't do it, if you're like, I don't want to have that pressure. In theory, all the information is here, except there's also these big sticker reminders telling you where to put the stickers. So you're gonna do it. You know you're gonna do it. But anyway, okay, what else have we got here? All right, so another player board, and yeah, the third one and the fourth one. All right, and then a bunch of tiles. That's heart, I guess, more than anything else. This is a tile laying game. And these represent the different industries you're building up in Germania Superior and Germania Inferior. And you can see they've all got dice and they've got worker placement uh, matching the colors of the workers, I believe, right? Because there were yellow, red, and blue workers. Were there white uh, and white workers? So white workers got to go on this. Uh, and you uh, use four. I think, if I recall correctly, I read the rules for this months ago when I talked about it on the R&R show. And it struck me then, it's kind of having a burgundy vibe. Okay, and look, here come the, here come the invaders. Here come, uh, here comes the, the neighbors. Or maybe these are the guards to fight them off. Yeah, lots of different pieces, but very bright, very colorful. Uh, and really nice art. Which, I mean, Pelep or, you know, Pelepines and, you know, there are other games, Iron other games have always looked okay. But this looks actually nice. This looks good. I mean, look at these docks. Those look really nice and detailed. So, like I said, really upping their game, which is fantastic. Like I said, I am a huge Iron Games fan. And so, as I understand it, the nature of this game is... Oh, uh, where did, the, where did the, uh, the drafting board go? Right? Was, of course it was at the bottom. Nope. That's a player board, a player board, a player board, a fi finished player board. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, which means... Oh, that's interesting. So, I already have these buildings built. And then I could build more red buildings to the right. And I believe you can override existing buildings with new buildings. So, it's like you've already laid some of the tile on there. That's just a really nice feature. But anyway, this is the drafting board. And every round, we roll three dice. Whoever is the lead player... You know, they go in the different spots. Whoever's the lead player takes one for themselves. And then all other players have to make do with the remaining dice. And those dice either let you claim tiles that are below the dice... 
or if you've already claimed tiles and built them, lets you deploy workers onto your worker worker placement spots and gather resources and do all the Euroy goodness that you want to do. All with the goal of getting all your workers employed on all of your buildings and it's a race to be the first to do that in Discordia. Okay, folks, that was an unboxing. What do you think? Alrighty. Whew. Yeah, I've literally got these little sticker things all over me now. That is funny. All right. Everything out of the way. So that was our first thing. We have done an unboxing. That is a good question, Goblin. Uh, employed or enslaved? I do not know. It does not go into detail. Is there a history section? Uh, it, I think. Did it say... As governor, you compete to employ sailors, soldiers, merchants, and farmers. Those sound like um, Roman citizens. Although I guess they could be slaves for the sailors, soldiers, merchants, and farmers. But they are literally, in the rule book called sailors, soldiers, merchants, and farmers. So I think they are kind of sidestepping the darker side of history there. As is the case for most Roman-themed games. Alrighty. Uh, let's see. Oh, dice manipulation? Oh, hey. You, oh, you can't see overhead. Apparently there is dice manipulation to be had. And uh, let's see. The Janus tiles? Is that one of the Roman gods? That doesn't sound familiar. Or is that the emperor? Or the empress? Or something? Anyway. So... Um, Discordia. I'm excited about it, and I'm sad about it, too. I started talking about this earlier. Now that a few more people are here, I want to make an impassioned plea for the good people of Iron Games. Now, I am... Oops, and there's no box in here, <laughs> so it's going to fall over. I'm going to be doing a run-through for this in November. Like I said, it, it, got, it was very highly voted for amongst my voters. Uh, and so you'll be able to get to see the game. And, and, and hey, if it, it looks at all interesting to you, and maybe you're on the fence, definitely consider picking up a copy. You can order direct order it from Iron Games because there are a small little independent publisher. It's pretty much just Burned and his wife, I think, pretty much doing all the work. And... The, on Friday, the second day of Eshin Spiel, their booth was robbed. And they and that was their busiest day. That is the busiest day of Eshin Spiel. And you know, if you know, my wife does board game conventions, and if her booth was robbed on a Friday, that's not just, oh, that's a quarter of her income for the for the convention. That's like a sizable portion of her income for the year. And you know, Burn is just a little independent guy trying to make ends meet. And you know, the fact that you know he got such a huge amount of money stolen is just heartbreaking. So when this happened back in October, which is as of yesterday, let's see, let me see. Um, Iron Games robbed. I'm just doing a Google image search for Iron. Games. Yeah, here we go. Um, ba ba ba. Where'd it go? Alrighty, come back to the browser. I see a search Iron Game robs, and on Twitter, Jeffrey Allers, who is a frequent collaborator with Burned, there is Burned. Look how nice that old guy is, uh, all dressed up to sell his Discordia, and then they stole everything from him. Um, so uh, apparently, there was Burned was encouraged to say, "Hey, see if you can just get you know a little bit of uh, support." From the uh, from the end, so you know, Burn set up a PayPal.me Iron Games account, and I believe if you go to that, you basically just end up on PayPal, and um, you can 
Yeah, I mean, you could wait and actually buy the game. I'm sure that would make Burn very happy. But I mean, if you just want to send him a couple of bucks and say, I'm really sorry to hear what happened at the show, you do great stuff. Um, Rotto sent me or whatever. You can go on ahead and send. And if you have a PayPal account, um, you can, which I'm not going to tell you my password, you could log in. Or I think you can just do a one-time login and then just use a credit card to, to spread some love around. You know, um, you don't have to. Don't worry about it. I mean, obviously, these are tight times. Everybody's going through a tight pickle. But, I mean, man, I cannot even guess how devastating that must be for Burned. I mean, I again, I can only compare it to Jen. If she lost a day's revenue at, you know, uh, Board Game Geek Con or Dice Tower West, I mean, that would be, that would be devastating not just for the show, but for her business. So something to consider uh, if, if you're if you have a little bit extra and you're feeling the holiday spirit. Um, let me go on ahead and what was it? It was PayPal.me/slash/IronGames. I will literally copy and paste that in the chat. Boop boop. PayPal.me/slash/IronGames. If uh, you just want to spend some holiday cheer to uh, uh, one of the one of the great unsung designers in the industry. I mean, Peloponnese is in my top 10 games of all time, and I cannot wait to try this. This looks fantastic, too. But um, anyway, that is that, and let's move on to the next. Oh, speaking of Jen and conventions and all of that, good news, everyone. Jen and I thought we were kind of done with doing local conventions because after we did Dice Tower West earlier this year... By the way, folks, I'm... I'm basically doing a long rambly version of what I'm going to actually say in the regular roundup intro, which I'm going to film afterwards. Because I don't, ha- I have Kimberly's countdown, but I don't have Shay's countdown yet, so I've still got to edit all that stuff together this afternoon. So today you're just going to see my countdown. You're not going to see the intro to the monthly roundup. So I'm just giving you the same info. Uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So we thought we were kind of done doing conventions, but then we bought an RV, and it occurred to us, oh. We can just drive down to Vegas instead of fly because we are done flying to conventions after you know the our flight getting canceled on us and Jen pretty much getting almost all of her profit from the last Dice Tower West completely wiped out because they wouldn't refund us for the canceled. Fl- it was just such a nightmare. But now we're looking for reasons to drive around places and we've got an RV. So we're thinking we will be at Dice Tower West and was it the first week of March if I recall correctly? Something like that. And um, so Jen will be there selling gamer glass. Hey, Linus Cabal, thank you for resubscribing. Yeehaw. Um, but that's in the future. Folks, did you know it's November? Did you know famously in November there's a Black Friday where um, uh, companies do all kinds of sales? But you know, online they start doing Cyber Mondays. But these days, people don't wait until the final week of November. They start doing all their big crazy holiday sales. You know, for the entire, you know, right up at the beginning of the month. And that's what Jen is doing. Jen, let me see, has just this morning launched a. Uh, since we're in 2022, it's a 22% off sale at her um, Etsy store, specifically for any um, stuff that has meeples on it, meeple earrings, meeple jewelry, uh, little glass meeples. Uh, the only one that it's not applicable for is, the, is her huge mega meeples. Um, yeah, she's not doing a 20 discount, uh, 22% discount on those. But anything else on her Etsy store that you see that has meeples um, are 22% off. If you use the code, you can see right over there, HOLIDAY22, and you type it into the little code space. Um, and while you're at it, folks, I haven't mentioned this for a while, but it's still valid. When you're buying anything from Jen's store, use the uh, word Everdell down in the comment section. You can see right there. And we'll send you the Rotto Runs Through Everdell card. 
Now, to be fair, I mean, this is a card that works with the, um, oh, the water expansion, like Stony Brook or Water Brook or something like that. And this is actually a replacement for the Messenger card. Basically, it's the same art. It's the same function. Instead of saying Messenger, it says Rottle Runs Through. So after you build a bridge in Everdell, you can play this and have me run across your bridge and say, Live and Let Live, which is different than what the original card said. And so um, those are free no matter what you buy on Jen's uh, Etsy store if you use the code Everdell, not as a promo code, that's where the 20% off Meeple stuff is. But just in the comment to the seller, if you type in Everdell, that means, hey, whatever you bought, and again, Jen's glass stuff makes great Christmas gifts, as you might imagine, uh, for the gamers in your lives. You can also get them, if you have some Everdell superfans in your life, the uh, limited edition exclusive Rotto Runs Everdell promo card. Okay. Phew. I promised her I would do that. I have now done it, although now I've got to do it again. But this is just a trial run. I will try to be a little bit more succinct and to the point when I do the roundup tomorrow. Um, or when I do the intro for the roundup, probably later today after I get Shay's video. Oh, my goodness. Mm. So, hi, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining us. Sorry if you just got here and missed the Discordia boxing and all the information about... Um, Jen's uh, Black Friday discounts and all that. But hey, all of this will go up on YouTube tomorrow anyway, right? Because I'll take this entire live stream and put it on YouTube. But if you're here now, you can actually do some back and forth. Let's do some back and forth. Oh, wait. Oh, somebody has actually commented. Um, oh, somebody was just replying to something I had said before. Here's an interesting thing, folks. If you ask me a question and I somehow miss it, after I'm done filming the show... Sometime over the next couple of days, I go back and I watch the entire show at literally 16x speed solely so that I can read all of the comments. And um, if I missed anything, I send people direct messages on Twitch to answer the questions or oh, say thanks. That was a very nice thing to say or whatever it might be. Um, righty. So, uh, oh yeah, Kabuki still rocking our hotmail. Did you notice Kabuki? I was in uh, so early on Hotmail, I got my name, Richard Ham at Hotmail.com. I probably shouldn't announce that so loudly. Um, seeing as how it's an email address I've had for, what, 20 years now, that email address is unfortunately two-thirds spam. Unfortunately, I don't need any more, so I shouldn't be uh, flagrantly throwing it out. But I've been with Hotmail so long, there was a time when I actually had to pay Microsoft to use that email account, because once upon a time, they charged. I think they stopped charging when Gmail was launched, and they realized, oh, okay, we can't get away with charging for this anymore. That's ridiculous. All righty. Uh, anything else in the chat? Uh, see, people talking about slavery in ancient Rome. Uh, people talking about Fister games, it looks like. Uh, all right. Oh, uh, those stickers tend to be very strong, and there are five of them. In the games I have, they are still functioning correctly. As we, Oh, apparently people were asking about the... Uh, oh, yeah, I see. Um, yeah, I, I can definitely confirm. That one I just stuck, th that adhesive was very strong. So that's why I was so careful, because I figured once it was on, it was not going to come undone without actually damaging the board. So, um, yeah. So some assembly required with Discordia, but I'm sure that is to keep the cost down, because Iron Games is also fairly well known for being, um, you know... They don't do 100 plus, 200 plus uh, super expensive games. Uh, they're just all about the gameplay over at Iron Games. All right, okay, it looks like everything's going all right. Let's see, do I have any outstanding requests that I can do without Ruel? Let's see, what have we got here? We got Ruel ranks. I got to do that with him. Got some this or that's. I know he loves doing this or that's, but we have two requests for this or that's. So, how about I do one of them? Uh, folks, I'm right now I'm just uh, filling a little bit of time, and then we will... Or you know what? Actually, no, no, no. Let's wait till after. 
Well, it's been a half hour. I think if people were going to show up for this, they're here by now. So I don't have to stall anymore. We can actually start the roundup. And I've got, if you folks have questions, post them to me in the comments, starting with a question mark. So they go into my queue of questions. And I'll do a Q&A afterwards. And I'll do like a this or that, or not a Ruel Wanks, but maybe a top three or something. And then remember, folks, at 2 o'clock, you'll want to stick around and join the raid because we will raid Ruel, who is playing a brand new um, Property Ventures in Space game, Planet Flipper, from his personal friend, Daryl, who is also a frequent contributor to his. So in case you missed late, this is what's going to happen afterwards. So today it's Rotto, then Ruel. So you've got a lot of gaming goodness going on this afternoon. We don't need the overhead view anymore, do we? No, we do not. Okay. So, okay, if we're going to go right, I've got my 17 tabs open. I've got my um, notepad with all the stuff so I can put the things down below. So I think we're ready to go. <clears throat> oh, uh, Kabuki, you're so stuffed with spam too. Uh, yeah. The, 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 the Hotmail spam filters used to be fantastic. But I don't understand. How can they possibly not understand it's spam when the email is sent from something that is literally over 200 random characters at 200 other random characters dot CZ or something like that? What stupid, ridiculous spam bot filter can't recognize that that is obviously a fake email account? I get dozens of those things every day. Somehow... The spammers have cracked the code because actually it's interesting. I tried several different, um, you know, hey, pay five bucks and we'll take care of your spam plugins for Outlook. None of them can handle the most basic, obvious thing, folks. Is there anybody out there who has who who uses a you know four pay? I'll pay five bucks a month to try and cut down on two thirds of my email, which is spam, if it actually works. But I've tried several. None of them can catch this most basic, obvious thing. Two hundred characters at two hundred characters dot some random small European um. A uh, domain that's freaking spam, spam bots. Jeez, Louise. Okay. <laughs> and Linnea says, "Oh, but what if my lovely um, all right, yeah, that's the thing. They are not that short, um, Linnaeus. Uh, literally, I'm not exaggerating. Maybe not 200 characters, but they are easily 30 or 40 or 50 characters long. At 30 or 40 or 50 characters long, just a bunch of random hash garbage." And for some reason, that seems to overcome any spam filter in the world somehow. It's set to maximum spam filtering. It's ridiculous. Okay, so before we get going, we are going to battle to the death, of course. So let's go on ahead and get that going. Battle. Oop. Star. Battle. Battle Royale. Alrighty. And I hear the plane a coming. Coming around the bend. And I ain't seen a battle since I don't know when. But um, it looks like Linus Cabal is wearing a pumpkin on his head. Alrighty, and that's enough of the Johnny Cash. Let's go. Alrighty, Linus just throws right down with Primary Guy. Brand new subscriber. Give Primary Guy a break, folks. He just actually helped keep this show going. And everybody just jumps on him. But Primary Guy's doing okay. Um, with his naked little avatar. He hasn't had time to... Oh, he's down to half-life. And Goblin is chasing him and backstabbing him. Primary, turn around. Defend yourself. Okay, Primary at least did get one kill. But Goblin has it in for you, Primary Guy. Yeah, Goblin, he tracked you down to the ends of the screen. And now, Goblin, his thirst for blood has not been satiated. He's going to throw down with uh, the uh, Flying Dutch Rocker. 
And um, and then they were like two ships passing in the night. Uh, Goblin just got a little taste, and now he's coming for me. But oh, you shouldn't step to the Rotto, uh, Goblin. And now Flying Dutch Rocker and me, but Flying Dutch Rocker just misses the health pack. Oh, that could have saved you, Flying Dutch Rocker. But now you're gonna get a balloon backstab from Rotto, and I am the winner. <laughs> Which uh. Hey, I got 100 gold to customize, but I don't, I have infinite gold because I am the administrator. Um, I, uh, 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 uh I would have to agree. That was definitely, there was some shenanigans going on there. Um, I haven't won one for quite a while. I am in every single one though. So it stands to, it stands to reason that I will probably win a bit more often over the grand scheme of things than most since I am always here, even when I'm not here. Okay, cool. So, mm, let me get a sippy sip of water. Let's, uh, right, I can minimize you now. I can come over here, right? So I've got that. And uh, yeah, I think I'm ready to go. All <clears throat> right, so at this point, I will have done all the intro stuff, you know, talking about Jen's um, Black Friday sales and, uh, you know, the uh, sponsor and all that. Then... Oh, and I announced to everybody, hey, we'll probably be at Dice Tower West Convention. We'll be there in the RV. We'll have our dogs with us. Oh, they probably won't listen in the hotel. Talk about all that. Then, but hey, let's hear from the contributors. We'll play Shay and Kimberly's videos. And then I will talk uh, about Amy and Maggie's videos. Uh, and uh, Ruel, I think, had a video. And anyway, so I'll, uh, so I'll fin- and this will be right after I'm done with them. So, let's see here. Did I just see a glitch? Yes, I did. How... Why? There have been no glitches all morning. Why just now? Why now? Why now? Is there anything I can kill? I can't... You know what? I can't kill. You know what I've actually started doing to try to just kill system resources? I've literally started using Task Manager to kill Windows Explorer. And that has helped too. Um, Right. So let's just go ahead and... Not that you can see it, but I'm going to now kill Windows Explorer, which is weird that Windows can run without Windows Explorer. All righty. If I can find it. On this li- big list of stuff. Windows Explorer in task. And all that means is I lose my taskbar functionally, which means I have to alt-tab between things. But that's okay. All right. So, and then, oh, and then I got to close file manager, of course. Because that actually takes up a sizable amount of resources. Okay. Uh, oh, and I see, uh, thank you, Linus, for uh, helping. Yeah, uh, if you, if you want to customize your avatar, there are little links you can click below the uh, the video if you're watching in a browser. Also, I think somewhere over there, there's a little pop-up. If you hover over that, that'll give you access to your, um, what do you call it? Your little avatar customization stuff too. And also it's a way to issue commands without having to type commands into chat if you want to be a little more circumspect in what you're doing. Mm. Alrighty. So, uh, Explorer is dead. Hopefully that will be that. And uh, yeah, otherwise, okay, we're good to go. So, Right, will I be full screen at this point? No, I will be in a tiny little window, won't I? Yes, I will. Because it would have been me talking about Amy and Maggie's, and then, so I'd still be in the little window. Right, so I need to get in the little window now. So, what do I put on the screen? What do I put on the screen? Let's just put, let's just put that back on the screen. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, So over there, this will be all, you know, video running in the background of 
of, of my father's work or something, uh, one of the contributors. And then they will have been, and then I will just pop in here and say, um, thanks so much, gang, for all the good work you do, blah, blah, blah. And now, let's talk about Jens and my game. 17 games we've got to talk about today, blah, blah, blah. And then I can just jump over. Oh, and I've got to have this ready as well. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. So, all right, anything else? Am I missing anything? I think everything's okay. No one say that. Oh, one more thing, folks, especially for new folks here. If something goes wrong, right? If uh, the sound goes out, heaven forbid, or the video, or I say something that you know is demonstrably false, which I do sometimes do, you can get my attention during the stream. Down below the video, there's a sticker plug-in. And if you use the, hey, listen, um, then I will hear that in my ear. Somebody hit, somebody hit me with a hey, listen right now, just to make sure it's working. I will hear that in my ear. I will just keep on going as if I didn't hear anything, but I will look over to the chat and see what it is you're trying to tell me. And if I can, I'll just hey, work in. Listen. Thank you. Hey, yep, I heard that. Yep, listen. yep. Okay, I'm no longer listening, so stop listening. Or stop telling me to listen. But if I say something wrong, I'll, you know, say it big. Say it in all caps, what I said wrong, so I can just work that into my patter. Or if I need to, I'll stop if it's some bigger issue. Well, uh, bravo to you, uh, Goblin, for killing a brand new avatar in their first battle. Chasing them down. I'm glad I uh, was able to stop your reign of terror. If I recall correctly, I think that's how the battle worked. Anyway, though. um, So. Otherwise, I think we're good to go. Let's just wait for those stickers to go away. And then we can begin with number 17 on the list. (laughs) All right. <clears throat> you did? Oh, you're a good man, Goblin. Yes, uh, you must have had quite a bit. You must be rocking, I don't know how many uh, gold coins from... I mean, because, of course, if you're a subscriber and you have your little gold avatar, uh, you know people are just passively earning gold coins that they can use for engaging in duels and customizing and all that kind of stuff and gambling and... 2,900! Okay, next, time I, next battle I uh, spot you in... Um, primary guy, I expect you'd be support, sporting some very sporty clothes indeed. Or, and a nice big uh, battle hammer or something like that. <clears throat> Not that the look is, you know, the, the battle is just completely random. It's just totally arbitrary. Uh, you have no control. The, wh- the way you dress up does not matter. But anyway, okay, so I think we are ready to go. So, okay, <clears throat> here we go. <clears throat> oh, and let me put on the thingy. So that's a reminder up there, which will be more ra- readable when I don't have a white background, that uh, I'm going to stop paying attention. So if a raid happens or something like that, um, I'll probably just let it go and say hi after I'm done. Because I just try to get this done in one um, in one pass if I can. You know, one take ham, they used to call me. They actually did. I uh, used to call me that uh, in a previous life. So let's get going. <clears throat> one last sip. Okay, folks, here's the part where the actual episode was recorded, which you can hear elsewhere on this podcast channel. And now we're skipping to the end. Q&A stuff. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
And hey, welcome, Board Game Geek TV. You raided just in time to miss the uh, the roundup. I am done. Uh, that was my number one. Um, let's see. But you're just in time to do some Q&A. Because what time is it now? Uh, let's see. It is... Oh my gosh. Oh, that clock is dead. Oh, and I killed uh, Explorer. I killed Windows Explorer to give my system more resources so I can't see what time it is. All right, I will just go in a browser and type in... What time is it? It is 1.30. Okay, so we're at 1.30 Pacific time. Yes, it is ridiculous. I am a ridiculous person. Whoever just laughed at me. I, uh, uh Keltonian, I agree 100%. Um, you know, I, I'd say, what the heck? I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn, I pro- let me, let me bring up Task Manager, uh, Task Manager and run, uh, Explorer again. I, 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 did I get, was there any glitching during the show? If there wasn't, then that proved it worked. Because I was getting glitching right before the show, but then I, I killed Explorer and it was fine. Ridiculous. But anyway, folks, uh, folks who just showed up, thank you. Hopefully you had a good time with uh, Lincoln and the and Nikki and the gang. I don't know what they were up to, but I've got now a half an hour to kill. Uh, doing some Q&A with the audience and maybe doing some back and forth based on requests that have come in using channel points. Because at 2 o'clock, in 30 minutes from now, we are going to be raiding Ruel Gaviola because he is going to be doing a run-through of I've Forgotten the Name of the Game. Um, but, uh, you'll want to stick around for that because it's actually designed by his friend and you, I mean, you love Ruel, don't you? Everybody loves Ruel. Ruel is the greatest guy in the, in all of board gaming and he wants to support his friend. You want to support Ruel. So definitely stick around for a half an hour for that raid. But for now, for now, Lincoln was painting miniatures. Of course Lincoln was. Man. I was about to say I wish I was painting miniatures, but I, I just don't have the time. I, I just want paint. I just want them painted. I just want them painted. I don't want to do the work. I'm sure it's fun and very satisfying, and uh, you know, it's it's a skill you can develop and all that. Maybe someday. Maybe when I retire. But um, let's see. So what are we gonna do? First of all, I'm gonna check to see if any questions came into the queue during the roundup. It looks like I got a few. So, first of all, folks, uh, maybe there's some first-timers here. If you have a question for me about the show, about games, uh, about life in general, um, about RV living, because now Jen and I have made two road trips with our new RV, our new used RV, our 2003 Winnebago Bravo, ask me the questions, but start your question with a question mark, because it goes into a special queue so I can read them and I can put them on screen. So, a few people have done it, and uh, let's see, right off the bat, I see that Goblin asked Fantasy Realms, because part of my countdown was I was uh, ranking the individual Fantasy Realms games, and um, Goblin asked, well, how do I compare it to Red Rising? And I'm sure Goblin and everybody was surprised when I made a sneak guest appearance by Red Rising as well. So you already know the answer to that, Goblin. Um, Let's see here. Goblin also asked, what are those stickers for? That was from earlier in the show when we were unboxing Discordia, and you actually got to see me not only unboxing this game, but putting it together and talking about how the gameplay works and all of that. And then also, um, you know, making a cry out to for folks who would like to help a, p- a small independent publisher, Iron Games, because they were robbed at Essen, which was a sizable percentage of their yearly income was stolen from them. And so, you know, my run-through for Discordia will be coming soon. I'll talk about this there, too. There's basically a, a, a fundraising thing to kind of help small independent publisher kind of get back on their feet after such a huge debilitating loss that happened to them at uh, Essen. Let's see, what else have we got? Okay. Uh, okay, it looks like Goblin was asking most of the questions during the show. 
Where can we see the Space Hulk Death Angel video? There are two ways you can see that. If you are a backer on Patreon, um, at the Recluse level, you can see my my solo run-through of Space Hulk Death Angel with all three expansions active all at once. And you can also see, um, I don't know, dozens of other videos. Because I've been doing this for years now. Uh, it's actually interesting. It used to be the, uh, I forget what we called it, but it was every month Jen and I would do behind-the-scenes stuff of our personal lives. And we kind of ran out of personal life stuff to talk about. So instead, I then switched over to doing um, solo run-throughs. Um, so there are like four years worth of videos that you could just say, Hey, I'll just back on Patreon for just one month to watch the Space Hulk Death Angel. And Hey, maybe, I don't know, about a hundred hours of additional, uh, stuff. And you don't have to keep it going. So you can either back on Patreon at the recluse level to see it, or you can be a member on YouTube at the Morado level. And uh, again, you'll be able to see it plus a bunch more stuff. Not the stuff that goes all the way back four years, but the stuff that goes back to the beginning of this year. So I think there's like 12 solo run-throughs, the most recent of which is Space Hulk Death Angel. So that's how you can see that stuff. Either by becoming a member on YouTube or a uh, backer on Patreon. And thanks for asking. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to explain it. All righty. Have I seen The Flood? What did I think? It looks like a retheme of Catan, which is Catan, which is cool, but it's weird that uh, with a the theme, it's not cooperative. That means not, I, I somehow I've totally missed that. If it's a retheme of Catan, does that mean it is not a multiplayer game? Hold on a second. Let's let's go take a look at The Flood. Oh, and here's the thing. Um, yeah, this was Jeffrey Aller's um, raising funds for Iron Games. If you've ever played an Iron Games game, folks, or you just want to support small independent publishers who got ripped off, uh, go to paypal.me slash Iron Games. But anyway, let us go. And here's what time it was. I had to look that up because uh, my clock was down. Where are we going? Oh, we're going to Board Game Geek The Flood. Oh, uh, The Flood. Um, all righty. Uh, resource. Oh, so it's a Noah game. It's uh, based on Noah's Flood. All righty. Uh, from Bedouin Games. I do not know any of these designers. I do not know the publisher. Uh, the box art is very nice. Uh, no, I guess I've totally missed this one. Um, you know, I might have looked at it before and then passed on it because push your luck, honestly. Honestly, that's not my favorite. That's not my jam, really. Um, so, yeah, I might have skipped on it for that reason alone. Oh, hey, why are you... Oh, I know why it's zoomed out. Let's get this... Transform. Fit to screen. There we go. Uh, let's see. Apparently it's going to go on Kickstarter. I don't know. I mean, Bedouin Games never contacted me. A- any publisher can contact me, and I'll take a look at the rules, and I'll and if it looks good uh, to me or somebody else on the channel, we might cover it. But, yeah. I think probably... Either I've completely missed this, because I have to admit, it doesn't sound familiar to me at all. Nine months ago. Oh, so it was on Kickstarter a while ago. Uh... And I guess they didn't contact us because I don't remember ever saying no to this when it was on Kickstarter. Historical context for the game. Could be cool. I, yeah, but I'm, I'm afraid I got nothing. I know nothing. Uh, I feel like... Oh, that's the wrong thing. There I go. I, I feel like I still know nothing about the Flood. Uh, but it is weird, though. That is very... Are people playing multiple Noah's Arks, Goblin? If so, that's ridiculous. That is absolutely absurd. We all need to be members of Noah's family working together to save the freaking animals and get the ark built before time runs out. If it is not cooperative, heck, maybe that's why I passed on it because that makes no sense at all. All right. Let's see. What else have we got here? Um, do, do, do. What theme, uh, asked Primary Guy, 
congratulations, primary guy, on your swift. Um, or actually, oh, that's right. Oh, you got you got destroyed in the uh, battle royale uh, in your first battle royale ever um, by Goblin, as I recall. What theme do I rarely see that I've yet to see that be my jam? You know what? Actually, I did a top ten on that very topic. If you do a search for Rado unused, let's see, unused themes, maybe I'm just doing a Google search. Nope, that gives me Rottle Unsettled. How about just Rottle runs through Rottle Top 10 Themes? Uh, Nope, that gives me different things. Oh, yes! Uh, All right, Top 10 Themes. I hope to see... There we go. Go on... um, Yeah, just do a search in YouTube for Rottle Top 10 Themes I Hope to See. Wait, oh, no, that's on Google. That, oh, that takes me to the podcast version. All right, now let's go to YouTube. And what the heck? Let's just go back to the browser so you can watch me do all this while you can see, hey, here's a queue of videos I'm going to watch later. I didn't mean to show you that. But, uh, folks, if you're on YouTube and you're not using the watch later system and well, combined with subscriptions, you're not doing it right. But anyway, there's a little bit of a sneak peek into... The kind of stuff that I didn't expect to tell anybody that I watch. Um, but anyway, what was I doing? Rado, Rado, top 10 themes, themes hope to see. Let's see if it comes up with that. Yeah, there it is. Top 10 board games I hope to see. Uh, your question is answered here. I tell you 10 that I'd like to see in that top 10. All righty. Um, back to the talking head. Back to the questiones. All right, close that one. Um, any good scary movies, books, uh, shows for the spooky season? I just watched Barbarian the other night. That was pretty good. I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. I, I didn't like, like it as much as I, I thought it was really going to be amazing. It's weird. It's a Marmite. It seems like the critics raved about it, and audiences kind of bashed it, according to Rotten Tomatoes. I'm kind of like in the middle. The first half of the movie was phenomenal. Really, uh, I don't want to spoil anything because it's one of those, hey, look, we've got surprises and stuff, as is often the case. So I wouldn't want to do any, I wouldn't want to say anything about that. I would certainly say, try to avoid, try to go in like I did, knowing absolutely nothing other than what is established in the first uh, 30 seconds of the movie, which is a young woman goes to a bed and breakfast or uh, an Airbnb. And it turns out it's already um, been booked by somebody else. It got double booked and stuff happens after that. And, uh, you know, it, I really enjoyed the first half and the second half, the, it was, it was okay. So I guess, I'm not recommending that. Uh, this actually, uh, last week, somebody asked, uh, me and Ruel in the last R&R, what are our favorite scaries? And I mentioned at the time, I am such a sucker for found footage stuff. I love all the paranormal activity movies. I, I, I mean, I've watched the original paranormal activity several times and it still gets me that, you know, that raising base. Oh, and hey, I just saw a flash. Look at that. So started up Explore. I'm, I don't even care. We're in the casual times now. So I don't mind if there's some little glitches here or there. Uh, let's see. Spooky shows. It's interesting. I used to be a lot more into years ago, but at some point I just kind of lost interest. Like I never watched, was it House on Haunted Hill? Apparently that's amazing. That's supposed to be an absolutely incredible show on Netflix. It was on my list of things to do and I just never got around to it. And I've just kind of lost all interest in going for that. Uh, Barbarian, I, you know, it was getting such rave reviews. I had to give it a try. It was okay. Um, oh, and there's one other that I want to watch. Wasn't there? Wasn't there? 
Oh, that's driving me nuts now. Let me see if I can find it. Let's see here. Oh, wait. Oh, no, no. Okay. I got my laptop right here. I think I basically have a list of things I want to watch. Let me see if I can find it. Do, do, do. Which is very exciting for people. While I'm waiting for my laptop to very slowly wake up, we will come back to that, Kabuki, in a second. And um, let's see here. Goblin asks, uh, Great Western Trail, was there a campaign? I do not believe he's put a campaign. He didn't put a campaign in the original, and there was no campaign for Argentina. Which, honestly, if there had been, that probably would have had me bump it up a few levels. Definitely. But uh, it was not. Really surprising. Will there be a Tome Saga style campaign for all three? Would that make sense? I, you know, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Alexander Fisher would love to do it, but it's all a question of whether the, the publisher in question wants to do it, if they want to pay Alexander Fister more money to do that. I don't know. The fact that Tom Vassell is consistently, every opportunity he gets, bashing on the idea of bringing just simple little narrative campaigns into games, and he just like, just hammers on it over and over. He hammers on two things relentlessly. T- uh, tins instead of cardboard boxes, and optional, completely optional, um, you know, narrative campaigns, or not campaigns, just like, hey, there's five chapters you can play through and unlock some stuff, or you can just skip it and not have everything unlocked. For some reason, these make him so angry. Every chance he gets, he, bi- he uh, complains about them, and I th- I'm afraid he's starting to make uh, publishers shy away from them, which is such a shame, because they're so wonderful. And they're totally optional, Tom. You don't have to try to make the industry stop doing it every chance you get. Anyway, though, sorry. Um, so I, I don't know. I assume uh, it's getting to where most publishers won't have Andrew or uh, Alexander Fisher do it, which is a crying shame because I, I love it. I love it. I love it a lot. Um, let's see here. No, I can't find it. I guess. Yeah, okay. I guess I didn't have another one. All right, never mind. Let's move on to the next question. Oh, I see questions are starting to build up. All righty. Um, let's see what we got here. Linnaeus Cabal played three witchy games. How would I rank them? Quiax of Quenlinburg, Whirling Witchcraft, and Broom Service. Well, I'd have to put Broom Service at the bottom, sadly, because the two-player of Broom Service is nicht gut. Uh, not good at all. Um, I would love to play Broom Service at a higher player count, and if I could, I suspect I'd actually put it at the top. It's interesting. Whirling Richcraft is okay at two, but it is much better with more. And I have played it multiplayer. So Quacks of Quenlinburg, I will put at the top of the list because it works perfectly fine no matter what the player count is. Even though, if, okay, as two player games, I'd go Quacks, number one, Witchcraft, Whirling, number two, Broom Service, number three. At, at higher player count games, I would probably go Whirling number one, Broom Service number two, based on what I know of it, and Quacks at the bottom of the list. Um, hopefully that makes sense. Alrighty. What is the best meal to have or prepare in an RV? I feel like you've asked this before, uh, Kabuki Kid, and I'll give the same answers before. Bacon and eggs. It's just... It's just comfort food. It's so easy to do when you're, um, you know, cooking on a propane stove. You don't want to do anything fancy with a lot of stuff going on at once. Just have a nice big pan, cook the bacon over there. The, the grease from the bacon uh, keeps, uh, you know, seeps into the eggs. Sprinkle a little bit of cheese on top, and it's amazing. And if you have three eggs, you're good for the day. You do not have to eat until the next day. A couple slices and three eggs, I, I could easily skip food for 24 hours. Hey, listen, what's going on? What the? 
Oh, look at that. Thank you. Uh, let's fix this. This is um, Q&A. Silly me. We are not still talking about this Castles of Burgundy special edition. Q&A'sville. Thank you. Well, uh, well stickered. Okay. What is the best place to live in the USA for board gaming, weather, cost of living, low crime, etc.? <laughs> oh, that's a tough one. Um, hmm. Well, cost of living. I, I, I mean, definitely not on the coast then. Not on the east or the west coast. I mean, obviously, you're going to be best. If you want for board gaming, you're going to want to be in a major city. You're going to want to be in Portland, Oregon. has such an amazing board game scene. It's incredible. Same for Los Angeles. Same for Seattle. Uh, you know, same for Chicago, probably. Same for Indianapolis. You know, the bigger a city, the more people, the more groups, the more regular get-togethers you're going to have, the more game stores, the more access you're going to be to games. But your cost of living is going to go through the roof. Uh, there's a cost to pay for having, you know, the most convenient lifestyle available to you. Plus, of course, there's a higher crime rate and all of that because there are physically more people there. Um, and uh, let's see. So, I mean... Yeah, I mean, uh, next to the moon, all those things. Uh, if you're trying to find a middle ground, I mean, you're probably going to want to go. Uh, ask me in a couple of years after I have done an RV tour of the entire country, stopping at local board game stores along the way. I'll probably have a better idea then. For some reason, for some reason, I want to say Colorado. And that's just kind of a gut feeling I have. I know, if I recall correctly, Jen had a friend who opened a uh, board game cafe in, I think it was Boulder. And Colorado is beautiful. And it's, you know, it's kind of got big cities, but not quite. So I'm just totally arbitrarily, um, you know, based on nothing, I will say uh, Colorado. And I will also say, hey, gang, welcome to the party, all my new pals. Becca Scott, thank you so much um, for um, bringing the funk and the noise. Uh, here's what we're doing, folks. I've already finished me um, uh, opening or doing an unboxing for the excellent Discordia. I've already finished filming my top 17 games for the month of October, and I'm just hanging out with the audience for another 10 minutes or so doing Q&A because uh, we're going to be raiding Rel Gaviola, who is running through a brand new game, a world premiere exclusive that you won't want to miss. So if you hang out for 10 more minutes, oh, well, his mind will explode if I can uh, you know, bring some Becca Scott viewers. And heck, if you're a Becca Scott fan, you might know Ruel. So we're going to be raiding Ruel in a few minutes. But right now, I'm trying to get through questions. I just finished answering that one, and I said Colorado. Uh, and now we're moving on to... Okay, talked about getting bees. Any process on bees? No, it's something that's been on Jen's list of things to do for a long time, but I think it's a long ways off. We have an RV now. Now we are all focused all the time on, I mean, we're planning on driving from Washington State down to Vegas to go to the Dice Tower West Convention Library in March. And then probably, not turning around, but continuing on south to Utah and seeing Zion and you know some of the other national parks and making like maybe even a two-month-long round trip. That's what we're kind of planning on doing right now. So now is not a good time to get bees. Fortunately, we have our next-door neighbor loves our chickens, so she's more than happy to come and, and make sure they're taken care of. And since we're on the road, we can take our beagles with us. So bees, I think, that's going to wait until we probably move back to the UK. 
and fingers crossed, Ireland, and uh, get a nice plot of land so Jen can um, rescue stray dogs and, uh, and, and animals and bees. That's probably the long-term plan for Jen. But that probably won't be until we hit 60. We're still in our, our spry young 50s at the moment. Okay. With no oven, uh, if you're on the road for Thanksgiving, what would be your meal of choice? Hmm. Act, well, I mean, you know, fry up some, a nice slice of ham, maybe. What we are planning on doing on the next trip is... We, uh, it's interesting. Our, our RV does not have an oven. Most of them do. Jen's not a big fan of cooking with ovens anyway. She has what is called the Ninja Foodie. And this show is not sponsored by Ninja Foodie, folks. But my mom um, bought, uh, for a, as a Christmas present, a Ninja Foodie for Jen four years ago. And it has transformed her life. She does everything. She never cooks on stovetop. She never uses the oven. Anything she wants to do. Soups. Sautés, uh, uh, frying steaks, eggs and bacon, anything. Uh, she makes desserts in the thing. It's a truly a miracle device. It's uh, it's called the Ninja Foodi, F-O-O-D-I. And we've looked into the amperage. We think we could definitely run it off the generator, maybe even off the house batteries. So for our next trip, we're taking that with us. And yeah, we could do a small turkey in the foodie. No problem. Okay. All righty. Speaking of found footage, says Primary Guy, earlier there was a question about um, my favorite spooky movies, and I just uh, I, I expressed a deep love for found footage films, you know, like obviously Blair Witch and uh, you know Paranormal Activity. Found footage. Have I seen Chronicle from 2012? Oh yeah, Chronicle is fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I really really enjoyed that. I mean, probably if I were to ever do a top ten, I'd probably number three, really. And I, I I don't know, I've probably seen 15 or 20. Uh, found footage films and uh, you know even when they're bad they're good there's just something about the format that just speaks to me and yeah uh, Chronicle is 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 absolutely phenomenal uh, you know it does it so well because uh, it's really hard to do that in a natural way and of course they always sometimes mess up really about I think about the only one that doesn't mess up at all is the original Blair Witch because they literally just said hey go out into the woods we're not going to tell you what we're going to do. We're just going to try and scare the crap out of you. And every bit of fear you see in that is just a couple of kids who were local, you know, who wanted to be actors. And oh my God, we were really terrified. This all feels very real. Um, alrighty. How do I feel about the wave of video game to board game video adaption? Slay the Spire. I think that just launched today, didn't it? And uh, yeah, I think it's great. I, I think it's it's a no brainer. It's it's just an obvious choice uh, because you know there. I mean, there, there's. There's a lot of unique elements that uh, make a great video game that don't necessarily transform to board games, but there's a lot of things that do. I mean, video games, you don't tend to think about it, but a big part of video games is resource management. A big part of video games is exploration. A big part of the games is you know strategic long-term planning. That's that's the bread and butter. So, I mean, yeah, it's a no-brainer. It makes more sense to do video games than it does to do books or movies, quite frankly, because, uh, you know, the... the and, and, you know... At first, a few years ago, it was a recipe for disaster. But developers are getting better and better and better at it. Uh, you know, Shay and I, we both covered the Skyrim one, and it's it's really, really well done. Uh, so, no, I, th- I think it's fantastic. It's just like I have a no-brainer. I hope someday somebody uh, makes uh, board game adaptations of my video games. Uh, Siphon Filter, Pitfall, The Lost Expedition, Fable 2, Brink, um, Shark Tale. Oh, I'm not going to do my whole... Uh, my whole list of games I designed. Anyway, though, um, yeah, I think it's fantastic. Bring it on, I say. Uh, just do it right. Don't try to half-ass it, which is what used to be happening like five years ago. 
Uh, it was, I think it was Lucky Duck. They started doing good ones. I think Lucky Duck said, hey, we don't, these don't have to be just quick knockoffs, tie-ins. And so now you see, I mean, and Steamforge, I think, is that, they're the ones who like did Skyrim and some of the other ones? I forget now. Uh, but it's, it's getting better and better all the time. All righty. What else have we got here? Do I feel... And by the way, folks, um, the questions, if you want me to see your question, start the question with a question mark so I won't miss it. But do I feel Euros are getting heavier on average? Do I also think they're getting longer? I think that's been a great year for Euro gamers. That's a good question. Let's let's put that to the test, Skywolf. Um, let's go to top.rado.com. Let's bring the browser back up. So top.rado.com brings you to my entire collection of games sorted by year. Let's look at the year, the top 10 games of, scroll down, of 2012. Top 12 games of 20, or top 10 games of 2012 for me. Keyflower. That's just as big and long as heavy as anything today. Escape Curse of the Temple, that's almost a party game. Legends of Andor, that's a kind of nice midway adventure game. Zulk in the Mayan Calendar, that's a big, heavy, crunchy game. Uh, Targi, that's a nice, you know, not quite midweight, a little bit less. No, I'd say midweight, two-player-only game. Mirmies, oh, that was crunchy and heavy and big and long, definitely. Lords of Waterdeep, arguably the ultimate gateway Euro game. Oh, hey, I forgot to turn this off. How about I turn off the thing that's saying I'm not talking to people when I'm totally talking to people? And you can, folks, just saw that I hit F12 to do that, which just put all that debugging stuff on the screen. Oh, I'm falling apart. Snedonia, that's a nice midweight. Oddville. All right, and, and Fleet, uh, which is an excellent card. All right, so I would say that skews mm, not particularly long. There's some long ones. There's some crunchy ones there. But anyway, let's now go uh, get back to 2021. Roll for the camera. This is a nice, lightweight, uh, short one. Arc Nova. Ooh, that's a big, long, heavy one. That's crazy long. Welcome to the Moon. Nice little uh, rolling right. Gollum. That's kind of on par with your Zulk in the Mayan calendar. Dog Lover. Oh my gosh, Dog Lover is so great. Again, a lighter uh, Boon Lake. That's another Zulk in the Mine calendar one. You know, same thing. Fun Fair. That's like a nice medium weight. That's kind of a targy level. Dungeon Decorators. That's on the lighter end. Unsettled. I wouldn't say that's light or long. Um, and in fact, actually, they work really hard to make that as smooth and streamlined an experience as possible. And Corrosion. Another mid to high. So, just... Two random years of top tens, and I mean, obviously, that's that's just. I guess you're saying, well, does it feel that way to me? I would say no. Comparing 2012 to 2021, nine years later, they both still feel like they've got. Um, I would say that there is a more willing acceptance of longer games. And I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't know if that's necessary. It's certainly true for movies, too. Movies seem to be creeping up and up and up for no good reason. When I was in high school and I used to go see movies in the theater every week, because it was what you did in high school with all your friends, and, you know, over 90 minutes was long. Now, over two hours is long. I guess maybe that's happening a little bit. But, you know, Ark Nova doesn't feel that long to me as a two-player game. I mean, I I'm hard-pressed to say, too. The, um, you know, the impact of more players in a game like Ark Nova, really... But Ark Nova is long. Ark Nova, which was my number two game of 2021, is longer than anything in my top... Let's go back to 2012 again. Let's go back to this. This is a, this is an interesting thing. I had never really thought about it. I don't just want to half-ass it. Uh, hopefully you folks are talking about it too. Let's see. 
Uh, right. I have 15 games left over from that have stayed in my uh, collection from the year 2012. And so there's also Milestones, Morels, Siberia, Agricola, All Creatures Green, Small in the Cave. And definitely, Key Flower is the biggest, longest, and heaviest game from 2012 that, that I love. And Zulkin the Mind Calendar. And Zulkin and Gollum are both the same. I would say Key Flower is longer than your average game too, but it's not as long as um, Arc Nova. So the other thing too is the question, are games getting more complex? I would definitely, or was that part of the question? I don't remember now. No, you only asked about, or you asked about heavier. Heavier, no. More complex, yes, definitely. Uh, Ever since, what was it? Gloomhaven just blew up. That has given developers, um, car, you know, I mean, and and not, not just Gloomhaven, uh, you know, the games of Mind Clash games, Vito Lasarda games. There has been proof that there is a sizable portion of hardcore extreme board game geeks that have a lot of money burning a hole in their pocket that are that want super crazy complex Byzantine games that ten years ago no publisher in their right mind would have published. Just, I mean, there's no way. And it's really the advent of crowdfunding that has, I mean, because, you know, I mean, Mind Clash started out doing Kickstarters. And if they had just tried to take their stuff direct to market, they probably would have curled up and died or realized, oh, you know what? When those people at Cosmos told us we should have stripped 80% of this out to make it a more regular game, they were probably right. Because um, I don't think there's an audience for that for people who walk into brick-and-mortar stores. But Kickstarter flips the script, gives the companies more freedom, more of a safety net to be able to do what they want to do and not compromise. Gloomhaven, there is no way any publisher in the universe would have ever published that. But it found an audience, and it was an audience that has been wanting. And I know why. People like, certain people like complex games because it gives them a sense of satisfaction that they have mastered something that is big and Byzantine. And the bigger and more complex it is, the more satisfying it is to master it. And it it feels great. I love it too. So, yeah, games are definitely getting more complex. Oh, and by the way, here's the uh, tool I use to keep track. We have one more question, and then we uh, raid Ruel. I may have answered this last week. Uh, but Raining Kill had to log out. Um, let's see. Come back to me. Come back to my talking head. What is the game I really love playing and I'm bad at? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Does it exist? Because here's the deal. I mean, I was just I just finished uh, pontificating about how people really like uh, the, the endorphin rush they get from uh, 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 the sense of accomplishment for mastering a complicated procedure, right? That feels good. It also feels good just to do things that you are inherently good at. And it doesn't feel good to do things, as a general rule, the way our brains are hardwired, we do not get a dopamine rush, as a general rule, for feeling stupid. Um... <laughs> And I don't know, is there a game I'm actively bad at? Let's go one more time back to the browser. But let's not do this one that breaks it down by year. Let's just go to ranked.rado.com. This is just everything, uh, just based on my rankings. And let's look at the big pictures. All right, what am I actively bad at? I'm good at all these games. Not, I'm not saying I'm great, but I am definitely good at all of these games. And I think games that I've been bad at, I don't think... I, I I can appreciate them. I can respect them. But can I enjoy them? I don't know. 
I'm sure other people can, but I just can't enjoy banging my head against a wall feeling stupid. So I don't think I'm going to have one, um, Rail. I think you were Rail. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm world champion, but I am good at all of these games. Yeah, and if I'm not good at it, chances are I didn't keep it. So I think that answers that question. And with that... Uh-oh, one more. Uh, Joe King says, Many games I played, never knew you were playing right or wrong. Oh, that's happened only a couple of times. That's happened a few times where, oh, yeah, I found out you know, a year later that I happened to mention something. You've been doing that wrong the whole time. Because here's the deal. It kind of can't happen to me because every game I play, I film. And if Paulo doesn't rip me apart for making mistakes, then the audience will. So I find out very quickly if I did something wrong. So uh, just because of the nature that I am in, it ha- and it, it really, it had happened a few times with games. Like, um, oh, what's a good example of one? A game that once I found out, oh, Lahav. Lahav is my go-to example. Lahav, for a while, was in, in my early days of being a board gamer, was in my top 10 games of all time. And I loved it. And then um, I eventually got went filming it, and I found out I'd been playing wrong the entire time, and it dropped like a stone. Do I even keep Lahav anymore? I don't think I do. I think I eventually got rid of it. Because I thought in Lahav, if you take out loans, you have to pay interest on a loan every year. And, or, and, and it, you have to pay for all of them. Or you do have to pay them for every year, but it doesn't, in Lahav, it doesn't matter. You could have one loan, you could have ten loans. But no matter what, you just have to pay one franc in interest. And to me, that is borderline broken because it does create a very specific strategy that is easy to do and is super hard to do better than so much so that it kind of railroads you in one direction. Now in a multiplayer, a higher player count game, it doesn't matter because with more people, there's more vying for stuff and it's harder to use the Coke steel, ignore everything else strategy by having 10 or 12 loans that you pay no interest on. But as a two player game, it, it just kind of ruined Lahav for me. And uh, there, there's a lot of controversy. A lot of people say that's not the case. I can't say whether it's the case at higher player count, but it is definitely 100%. If you're playing a two-player game of Lahav and you're trying to pursue a leather strategy with low, with few loans so you can make your food off of the, the animal byproducts, I will destroy you by just ignoring all of my feeding needs whatsoever, just taking more and more and more and more loans with no consequence to it whatsoever, and then just pay it all off at the end of the game um, with, with my proceeds because I've scored so many points. So that would be an example. And that's it folks it is time to raid and give Ruel all the love in the world my favorite person in the entire board game industry he is just sitting there I see him right now waiting for you to come so everybody use those Rotto raid stickers you got with the chicken and all of them the beagle and all that and uh and go give Ruel some ro- love. He's had so, and he's oh, he's still in the BNB. I was hoping I'd see him back in his home. He's still on the road. Uh, everybody, all the love and support to Ruel, my partner in crime. Raid now. Go, 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 go. And it looks like it's working. And let's go to twitch.tv slash Ruel Gaviola just to confirm it worked. Uh, boop. And, um, Let's see here. I don't see anybody saying, uh, came in on the raid. Hello. Okay. Yes, it worked. Cool. The, all right. He is good to go. Okay. Ruel. 
impress everybody with that planet flipper, won't you? And uh, folks, as always, thanks for watching. I got to go now see if I've got... Um, oh, don't need any more. If I've got the... Uh, the video from Shay so I can start editing together the final version of the roundup. But otherwise, talk to you later, everybody. So long. Uh, bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.